Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Just was released by Oxford University, which is extraordinary because it was talking about world poverty. One would think, based upon what you'd be hearing in the news, that uh, capitalism is this big killer and we're all going to die and uh, the one percenters are killing us all. The reality of the situation is is that over 90% of the world's population in 1820 lived in poverty. Over 90%. It's less than 20% today. Basically, only the fewest people, the elite of the elites, lived lives that were, like Thomas Hobb would describe, nasty, brutish, and short uh, that we're not. Uh, it, it's interesting to see this. It really is. And the reason, quite frankly, people, is capitalism. That's right. Capitalism cures poverty. It works every time it's tried. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy, hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? Must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my trick shots there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to a fabulous, fabulous edition of the World Famous Chicken Jaguar Radio Program, Coast to Coast, and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course the brand new Chicken Jaguar app available in the App Store, ChickenJaguar.us. Selected editions will be on iHeartRadio today and also AMFM247.com. On demand commercial free podcasts are on our website at ChickenJaguar.com as well. As well. I'm like Alex Jones when he does his British impression every time I say as well. Uh, we've got Josh Bernstein to kick off our broadcast and also our good friend Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR. Both men are raring to go. And uh, first of all, uh, Josh, I want to get your thoughts on this whole uh, Hillary Clinton uh, she's doing interviews via the telephone now to CNN. They won't even put her on the air, like, via Skype or anything. What the hell is going on over there? Well, well, they probably Josh don't want to see her head on that. Yes, Josh, go. They want to see her head bobbing and weaving all over the place like a bobblehead. <laughs> Richard, what... What is going on with this with this Hillary Clinton camp? Well, I'm guessing um, um, no bad news is always you know better than anything else. She they are trying to shield her, you know, from making any further mistakes. Um, 
everybody's doing that at this point in time. It's it's like a pro football game. It's everybody's got the capability on the field. It's the one who makes the least mistakes that's going to win. And Hillary's got a lot of things going on that that she needs to be very careful about what she's questioned about. And she also has the uh, the theoretical physical ailment that the Democrats don't want the public to see. Um, and um, you know, I think that's what's going on. I think it's uh, I think it's first-rate uh, political hide and seek. Now, now, Josh, uh, there, there, there is also some polls that have come out here the last couple of days that Donald Trump is neck and neck, and in some states even beating uh, Hillary. What, what, what do you make of those numbers? Well, add about seven to ten points to each one of those polls, and that's the reality of where we see this race. Uh, I believe that uh, he's thumping Hillary Clinton uh, in most states, uh, maybe even in some of the blue states, for goodness sakes. Um, you can just look at the size of his crowds. You can look at the social media mentions. You can look at uh, all the different things, you know, from Reddit to Twitter to Facebook to live streams to, to videos to content. I mean, the whole thing really just kind of just shows it. I mean, ABC did a poll, uh, and they took it down right away because it showed like 70% or something for, for Donald Trump. But, you know, what is concerning to me yes. is the fact that Donald Trump is not spending much money at all. And this is a problem because, you know, I have friends in, in Iowa and in you know, Wisconsin and all around the country, and they're only seeing, for the most part, Hillary ads, really nasty ads, by the way, and there's nothing on the air from Donald Trump yet. And I don't know what the hell he's waiting for, to be honest with you. I mean, we're almost at September. I'm hoping that he comes in and, you know, just blasts every single swing state day and night with the money that he didn't have to spend in the primary, I'm assuming that he's been able to save some of that money. I mean, he walked through the primary, but he's not going to walk through a general election, that's for sure, without spending quite a bit of money. Um, he's been able to do very well with free media and all that, but again, you know, this is the Clintons we're dealing with. This is a machine that knows how to manipulate things and, and make things happen. Uh, and the latest is now she's comparing Donald Trump to the KKK. Yes. Uh, if I was running his campaign, I would immediately put an ad out showing her hugging and kissing and, you know, oodling all over Robert KKK Byrd, the former uh, West Virginia senator and leader of the KKK. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Hillary doesn't want to go there. I'm hoping the Trump campaign is intelligent enough to go and put those types of ads out there immediately. Now, Rich, as a, uh, as a PR professional, uh, what, what, what do you make of, of, of Josh's comments there and, and, and the strategy that uh, Trump should be employing? Well, you know, we always have the, uh, uh, the hope thing in expertise, and uh, I'm hoping that his people are savvy enough to do exactly what Josh says. Of course, you know, anybody who's ever watched a prizefighter movie says, when is the champ going to hit back, you know? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and I, I appreciate what Josh is saying, and I agree with what he's saying, and I, I share the hope. Please include cogent, hammering advertising. Get it out there. And, and one of the things he may be waiting for is, is uh, for Hillary to finish picking on the API, which is probably not her best move. Yeah. Um, because now, now we're getting back into uh, 
into media cannibalism, which I love to see. I love to see when these guys start chewing on each other instead of under the candidate that needs to win. Uh, the API is traditionally not very right-wing. Um, they tend to go with the if it bleeds it leads stories, but nonetheless, they've never been a real fan of uh, of anything uh, 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 to the right of Clinton, and um, and yet they're latching on to this 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 story with her with with her meetings and with the uh, with the foundation. Um, I think they're going to let go. I think when you when you really tick them off, I think they're going to they're just going to latch on like a pit bull, and she's going to have a real problem. Now, uh, Josh, uh, God dears. <laughs> there you go. Media hammering on Hillary like that. I mean, I always say this: when we cover certain stories in alternative media and new media and conservative media, if we cover it in in bulk, lots of different folks out there cover it, then eventually we can force the mainstream media to cover it as well, because now they look more biased when they're not covering it. Uh, so as long as we keep these stories in the fray, and again, the health issue, for foremost, right at the top, um, I think that you're right. Hillary, uh, you know, could have a hard time. Um, I don't see how she's going to get past the three debates. I mean, unless they just pumper full of diazepam, you know, uh, 10 minutes before she goes on stage and loop her up, I don't know. Um, I, I don't see how she's going to, you know, medically survive uh, a two-and-a-half-hour debate, regardless of whether there's left-wing moderators or not. Yeah, I don't think she can either, uh, especially if, if Trump hammers her with facts and not with I'm going to build a wall and it's going to be pretty and high and Mexico's going to pay for it. Right. He's going to he's going to have to say when she tries to relabel his immigration outrage as a uh, as a transitioned plan or as a as a flip-flop plan, he has got to clarify it as a developing plan because it is a massive situation that in order to implement the idea of addressing and deporting 11 million illegal people, you have to have an implementation plan that deals with that in a in a pragmatic manner. I mean, the the first rocks they threw at him about this were about, oh, you can't. It, it becomes physically impossible to do that. Well, there's an accuracy to that. So now he's saying we have to prioritize how we do this, and. Uh, and particularly go after the criminal element. Um, and I think that's good, and I think if he hammers that as an implementation, not as a change in policy, but a method of implementing his policy, and he hammers her with that, I don't think she can come back from that hammering. But um, you got to watch out for them not feeling like poor Hillary's being picked on by the big white guy. Um, you know he's he's got to he's got to keep that low tone that he's got going now. He just has to just use he has to use bullets instead of cannonballs right now. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the thing that I worry about, and, and thank God it's not you know McCain or Romney and these wishy-washy Republicrat you know strategists that are all around. Now you got Stephen K. Bannon. This guy's you know hardcore Breitbart 
very conservative. I'm, I'm assuming that Donald Trump isn't going to, you know, have the Rick Lazio moment where he feels like he can't attack her because she's a woman. Uh, I've said this right from the beginning. Whoever attacks her the most is actually going to win because it won't necessarily come off because of who she is and how corrupt and what a liar she is and how the people foresee Hillary Clinton. There's really not a lot of that gushy, mushy victimhood left in that thing. Seriously. Uh, she was married to Bill Clinton. She protected Bill Clinton's women. She, uh, you know, she allowed, you know, what happened to, to continue. That she, they know about the paper play. They know about the foreign money. So there's really not a woe is me, I'm the victim, I'm female, and don't beat on me type of mentality here. I think it's just the opposite. I think he needs to go in hard, precise, professional, and intellectual, and go at her that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Precision being the thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let's let's not walk into... You don't walk into this like two kids in the schoolyard pushing and shoving and waiting for the uh, the, the teacher to yeah. break up the argument. You've got to go in there, and you've got to go in there with a solid, continuous series of punches. We've got Josh Bernstein with us today. Also, our good friend Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR, and uh, they join us live here on the broadcast. We're going to take a 60-second timeout when we come back. We'll keep chatting with both of these gentlemen about some of the other news in the world around us. We've got more coming up. Josh Bernstein and our good friend Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR on the way. Once in a while, the quintessential player will have a hiccup. It is the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program. Goes to goes to border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand-new Cheeky Jaguar app available in the App Store. CheekyJaguar.us. We've got Josh Bernstein with us today, our good buddy from the Josh Bernstein Show, and also our fabulous, fabulous guest, Mr. Richard Kurtz from uh, Strategies PR. And, uh, gentlemen, uh, these these Soros-leaked memos that uh, have recently come out where he is talking about globalization will increase migration pressures and things of, of that nature. Josh, start us off. What, what, what do you think about George Soros and some of the, some of the craziness that this guy is uh, trying to pull? Well, I think that he is the definition of evil. If you opened up the dictionary and you looked up the word evil, you should see his picture plastered all over the pages. Uh, the man is absolutely evil. Um, he's worked with the Democrats. He's, he's an open society globalist. He's somebody that's in bed with the Rockefellers. He's part of the 13 families, if you will, that, that try to run and own and operate the world. And to be honest with you, he's the type of Jew that would have you know, taken a payoff from Hitler Yep. brought the others into the showers. He is yep. that type of person. Um, absolutely despicable. Look what he has done to Western Europe and the European Union. He saw the Brexit, and he doesn't want Brexit to happen in America. So people need to understand they need to go out and vote for Donald Trump because this could be the last election that we see, truly. And I hate to say that, and I'm not using it as scare tactics, but if, God forbid, Hillary Clinton gets in and George Soros is truly the, the, the person pulling the strings behind the scenes, we are in trouble as a nation. Richard, what what, what do you think of uh, the spooky dude, George Scor- George Soros? I think that uh, 
uh, Josh was entirely too complimentary. <laughs> um, you know, just because you're you're economically successful, it's the same thing. Just because you live and die by the First Amendment doesn't mean you're not smart enough to see the forest for the trees in media that if you put the wrong people in, you're not going to be allowed to express yourself in the First Amendment. George Soros has so much money and so much time on the clock and so much insulation from reality that he really doesn't care. All he's doing now is toying with the rest of the world according to whatever twisted vision he has of it. He's doing the same thing that Barack Obama is doing, but he's doing it with money instead of political power. And uh, he's a dangerous man. He is a financially and politically and economically and um, in every other fashion a dangerous man. He will use whatever issue is out there to keep to keep the economic world off balance because he makes more money that way or he has more power that way or because you know he had a bad childhood or you know in third grade some girl slapped him whatever his problem is he's inflicting it on us and people need to see that yeah he's just as dangerous as the clintons uh, probably worse worse he's got more money I just had uh, the pleasure of having um, Donna Carol Voss on the program. She's an author and activist, and we had a wonderful discussion talking about the differences between men and women and their voting habits and patterns. And I was very careful not to say this because I didn't want to upset a lot of women, but I talked about the difference between emotional voting and logical voting. And a lot of times women do vote in an emotional aspect because the heart tugging at the heartstrings types of things, you know, uh, abortion or maybe being against the death penalty or maybe being, you know, for contraception and some of these, you know, wedge issues as Republicans and conservatives call them and the differences between the two and we had a great discussion about that. Uh, and then also, um, obviously, I'm a national spokesman for AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. And uh, we are that conservative alternative to groups out there like AARP. And uh, we're watching Obamacare implode right before our eyes, as I've said for months, if not years, that it will implode under the, uh, you know, the weight of its own greed, basically. So we're following that closely. We're seeing how uh, United Healthcare and Aetna and some of these others are now pulling out of the exchanges. Yeah. The exchanges in the states are not seeing the numbers. And it is imploding. So there is a conservative alternative difference and a better option. It's actually called AMAC's Best Plan. And people can go to www.amac.us. Again, www.amac.us. Or call toll-free 888-262-2006. 888-262-2006. Tell them that you heard Josh Bernstein, the spokesman for AMAC, talking on the Jiggy Jaguar show. We'll even give you a free membership. That's right, a free membership just for checking us out at dmac.us. Now, uh, now, Rich, uh, Josh brings up an interesting point there about Aetna. They, they've basically, they, they've, they've revealed that Obamacare has got many broken promises. They, they want 
pretty much nothing to do with it. Um, what, 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 what do you think about all this? Because uh, Josh is right that, that there is a lot going on with Obamacare. Well, I'm not a lover of insurance companies to start with. Um, <laughs> my my standard answer about them is in the 500-year history of insurance companies, none of them have made a nickel writing payment checks. Yes. They make their money collecting premium. Yes. But one of the problem with, one of their problems, giving them credit where it's due, is the forced conversion uh, into Obamacare, which literally has cost them non-productive billions of dollars to convert over. Yep. And I know about this because I have someone in the family that does this sort of computer work professionally and did it for major insurance companies. Uh, it is an untenable task, which is now going to have to be undone. Yep. Um, like so many other things that this turkey has created, we are going to have to be spending more and more money just cleaning up the mess. Um Aetna is just the first one to, to openly let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> but but it's it's been right there. Um, and, uh, I mean, when it first happened, uh, even before it was implemented, yes. I was an ARP member. And our insurance was notified that we had an extra 10% fee just for administrative work of her conversion. Administrative work. I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the (laughs) next year, uh, they canceled our insurance, and I didn't need it because I had gone over to other coverage, but I had to go and scramble at a 40-some-odd percent increase for nine months to find insurance for my other half. And when I called ARP about this, I talked to the director of membership, and he and I said, "What have you got for me? I've been a member for a dozen years, and this happened." And his response was three words: "I got nothing." Wow! And they didn't for a year and a half. They had nothing to offer. Twenty, thirty million members who had just gotten a rug yanked out from under them from a guy that ARP paid money to put into office. Wow! Yep. So you, it's so convoluted. It gets so convoluted, and people, you know, who's got time to pay attention to this? The average American is having enough time writing that check for his, for his insurance premium and, 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 and trying to figure out how to file a claim when he takes his kid to the doctor's office and go to work and his wife is going, who's got time for this stuff? So Holy smokes. You know, you just touched on something, Richard, that all of a sudden just popped in my head that Donald Trump needs to have for a theme for the debates or just moving forward in the, in the election. The past eight years has been nothing but a lie. Whether it's Hillary or whether it's Obama, tie the two together. You can keep your doctor. Obviously, you couldn't. You know, uh, TPP is going to bring jobs in. Obviously, yep. it's not. The Iran, Iran deal uh, is a great deal. They're not going to have nuclear weapons. Of course they are. He needs to keep with a theme of the last eight years you've been lied to. We just had a U.S. ship harassed by Iranian ships. Yep, and now they're looking to to capture American soldiers because of our $400 million gift. Ransom payment. It's a ransom payment. (laughs) It's a ransom payment. (laughs) 
Is, is there a school district out there that can't use more textbooks that could have had a piece of that $400 million? Yeah. Hello, you teachers that support these clowns in office. Uh, is there a... Uh, is there a hospital system that couldn't use an extra MRI machine or something like that? You know, is there something better we could have done with the money and told Iran to go pound some of that sand they're sitting in? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I'm just, just, I'm flabbergasted. I'm just, I'm just amazed that, uh, that, that, you know. We, we we have people who support Hillary Clinton and Obama. I'm just amazed by this whole thing. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about the fact that uh, uh, I we, we were talking about the fact that that NPR radio um, several months ago were told not to that they, their station owners told their people on you know the, the stations told their told their air talent do not promote the NPR one app don't do that because you know we're just we're not going to be promoting this app and then a month later they sign a deal with iHeartRadio and it's like you have your own app <laughs> and we were talking about the fact that uh, because of Bernie Sanders there are so many young people that are becoming you know basically socialists because they look at all this stuff and they go yeah rich people shouldn't have money they should split that up and and partition it between people and all these things but i I just can't understand how people are voting for obama and for hillary because they don't want socialism they want all the money (laughs) exactly Again, we're dealing with labels, and and I I have a problem with labels. I have a problem with calling someone a conservative because they look at things a certain way, or calling someone a liberal because of this, or calling them this, or calling them that. Um, We have to address all of these things in terms of conduct and function. Yes. (laughs) How is this person conducting themselves? Well, let's see. If you're supporting Cuba, and you tend to be a Democrat, did you know that Cuba still has work camps, which is a fun name for concentration camps where you yes. work, uh, for gays? Gee, that hasn't made the news. They've been going on for 50 years. Yeah. I'm sure the little foray into uh, with the Obama administration into Cuba has not resolved those issues. They certainly haven't made the press. Oh, I'm sure they haven't. Um, and that's a conduct thing. Uh, what about a function thing? Whenever somebody tells me about this, well, you know, she's going to do this for that. How's that going to work? Just tell me how that's going to work. How are you going to pay for that's Nobody's going to answer that question. Can't. Well, we need we need more education. Okay, how's that going to work? Are we going to keep paying uh, $50 an hour for janitors that are in a union? Are we going to still have teachers in Chicago with the worst reputation for teaching um, uh, going on strike instead of teaching these kids? You know, how's it going to work? Nobody's got an idea how it's going to work. 
but it does work on a microcosm basis. It works in magnet schools and charter schools and in small area schools where they, they go back to this little thing called education instead of administration and teaching reading, writing, arithmetic, art, a little bit of history, you know, um, literature, instead of I love Obama politics. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it was for, for all that time. And, you know, I just hope that the, that the Trump campaign is smart enough to, when these things come up in a debate, and she says, we want to build bridges and roads and this, he's got to say, we're $20 trillion in debt. How are you going to pay for it? He needs to say that. He needs to be strong. He can't, he can't allow her to paint unicorns because that's no. what she's going to try to do. And that's what the moderators are going to allow her to do. And he's got to stop that. I, I, I honestly wish that the campaign would hire me even just to do the debate prep. That would be, that would be enough. <laughs> just, just for that alone. Because I would set, I would set them straight. We, it would be we actually, it would we be actually were, were in studio with John McCain's daughter years ago when he was running um, in the studio in San Diego. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and my other half, who professionally trains people from media, uh, turned around to her and said, I want to help your dad. I won't charge him a dime. I'll travel to him. He needs help with his media presentation <laughs> or he's going to get loose. The daughter just couldn't take the conversation. And, you well, know, she's he lost. Yeah. His daughter is uh, very, very liberal. Uh, she's, you know, basically a Democrat Republican clothing. The only reason she is, I think, even still a Republican, maybe she's not, she might just be an independent, is because of her father. And uh, look, yeah. I hope that uh, John McCain loses to Kelly Ward in Arizona. Uh, I think he needs to be retired. I, I think his time has been spent. And if I was the Ward campaign, I would be running ads showing John McCain with al Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS. <laughs> You know, John has done his service to the country. Yes. Uh, he has. Trump put both his feet in his mouth with what he said about John McCain, which it was stupid and unnecessary and dysfunctional. But uh, John McCain's run his course. He has. Uh, and, and it's time. It's time to get someone else in there. Um, do I, again, going back to labels, do I want anybody who's ultra-conservative uh, do I want anybody who's ultra anything? I want people who are fiscally conservative, socially pragmatic, and and unflinchingly supportive of the U.S. Constitution as it was written and intended. Yes. None of those things are political. Those are all American. Right. Exactly, and that's why Donald Trump is doing so well, because everything that he wants to do and everything that he talks about is pro-America. It is putting us first, finally, and not the globalist agenda. And as I've said before, this election is truly about, uh, you know, whether you want nationalism or globalism, because one candidate will literally sell out our national security to the highest bidder, and the other candidate is going to do everything he can to put America first, renegotiate trade deals and, and do anything that he can to make us better and richer and safer and more fr- you know more freedom and that's what it boils down to and people don't see it that way 
Maybe a lot of people do, but n enough people don't. And if they did, they wouldn't be supporting Hillary Clinton because they would understand that behind the, quote, woman and who she is, there's a major agenda that is very, very anti-Constitution, anti-freedom, anti-liberty, and, uh, and anti-American. Well, they are... Nobody ever wants to admit they're wrong and change direction. That's a problem. Yes. Maybe, just maybe, <laughs> they'll do so quietly when they get in the voting booth. But but they can't, nobody likes to be told they're wrong. Uh, right. Especially when, you know, they've been operating so long. I mean, an extreme example of that is let's have an argument with the cop that just pulled you over about the motor vehicle code. Not the time and place to do it. <laughs> uh, you got to not hold an argument with a person who's ardently supportive. You have to make them lose their own argument with themselves and just have them explain to you how this is supposed to work. When they say, well, we're going to tax the daylights out of the rich, and this yep. and that, you say, what a great idea. Let's see. By the arithmetic supplied by the federal government, if you took 100% of the income of the rich in any given year in taxation, that would make a tenth of 1% of the tax, uh, of the amount of tax we take in. So that doesn't sound like it's going to work to me. You got another idea? <laughs> and, that's, and, see, and that's the type of, you know, approach that Donald Trump needs to have in these debates. Yeah. He needs to call her out on everything that she says about what she plans on doing or can do, and then explain Call to around the American the people that are watching, you can't do yep. it. It can't be done. Well, it has to be very, very succinct. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's got to be, and again, <laughs> as a media trainer, I'm saying, you know, he's got to learn how to front load his statements, back them up, and make people feel included. Um, and get people to want to identify him. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's hard for us to imagine the way other people feel. But they do feel that way, and, and then their transition is not going to be immediate. I mean, we got 70, what, 74 days till Election Day? Yes. Um, getting people to stop thinking, well, I like this person, as opposed to, do I really care if I like this person, or are they going to take care of business? Right. Um, that's a transition that has to happen, and you know it doesn't happen instantly, and it doesn't happen when you bludgeon them with things. Yep. Um, and, and it doesn't happen simply because you show them reason. It has to almost come from their own mouths. And um, that's going to be the trick. That's, that's going to be our job as citizens and being in media to bring people around uh, to say, hey, you look at this and you tell me what the answer is supposed to be. Because <laughs> if you've got a better answer, I'm ready to do it. Well, as we wrap up here with, with everybody, Josh, what do you have coming up on the TV program this week? Um, just uh, a bunch of different things. I'm actually going to be uh, a new contributor for Huffington Post. Uh, they're going to be prominently displaying my show each week featured 
on their website. They reached out to me, and uh, we're working on the details, so that should start in the next couple of weeks. Um, and the show is just uh, going, going about and doing its thing. Um, I've got Congressman Daniel Webster coming up very soon. I've got, uh, you know, men are for men, or is it women are for Oh yes, yes, yes. He is a legend. Yes. Going to be on the show in the future. Men from Men, Women from Venus, or whatever. Men from Mars, Women from Venus. There you go. Thank you, Rich. That should be an interesting conversation in the next coming weeks as well. And so the show's moving along. People can go to YouTube and find the Josh Bernstein Television Show, or go to my website. Josh Bernstein, politicalwriter.com. And don't forget, free membership. Contact amac.us. Tell them you heard Josh on the Jiggy Jaguar show, and we'll give you a free membership just for mentioning my name. You can't beat that. And, and Rich, uh, I'm looking forward to next week because I know that th- this week is going to be uh, news-filled, and I know that you guys will, will, will tackle the news uh, expertly next Thursday. Right. The only thing I'm going to cover next week is poll dancers. <laughs> I think that's the next most important issue. Yes. <laughs> well, well, thank you, gentlemen. We'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Josh Bernstein with us today. Of course, Richard Kurtz, Strategies PR, and that is that for this segment. We've got Harvey Neiman coming up here in a few moments, retired law professor, portfolio manager, and, of course, Customize Wall Street, his brand-new book, CustomizeWallStreet.com. We've got more coming up. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.